Yahoo Finance, this is Electionomics. I'm Rick Newman. And I'm Alexis Christophorus. Today we are talking about Bernie Sanders' surge in the polls and why Democrats are starting to get a little scared about President Bernie Sanders. Rick, is it really a possibility? You're understating it. They're not getting a little <laughs> scared. I think Democrats, traditional Democrats, establishment Democrats are basically freaking out. Uh-huh. Um, I, well, Bernie supporters think, of course, it's possible. Uh, and I'll just tell you where we stand in the race at this point. So I'm looking at 538, the election site, any or the uh, data site, the polling site. Anybody can go here and see what they're saying. But they're uh, here's their handicapping for the Democratic primary. Who's going to win the nomination? Bernie Sanders, one in two likelihood he's going to win. 50 percent odds of winning at this point. Um, Joe Biden, who was the front runner for most of the time until voting actually started down to only one in five chance of getting the nomination, 20 percent. They uh, they say there's a 25 percent chance nobody gets enough votes to win the nomination, which would lead to this nightmarish brokered convention scenario. Elizabeth Warren, you know, she was strong in the fall all the way down. They're just giving her one in 25 odds. That's four percent. And uh, two more I'll just tick off here. Pete Buttigieg, uh, he's been doing well in the early voting, but they're also giving him just a 4% chance of getting the odds just because he's um, not so well known outside of the early voting states. Mike Bloomberg, who we've talked about a little bit, may talk about more. They're saying he has less than uh, 1% chance of winning the nomination at this point. So Bernie Sanders is just going strong. And honestly, Democrats are freaking out. Now, why is that? Because because there are some Democrats who actually think that Sanders against Trump is no contest, that Trump wins. That is the reason that Democrats are freaking out. Now, the, now the data on this is conflicting. So let, let's ask the basic question. So, I mean, you know, just to go back, not assume everybody knows this. So Bernie Sanders is the most left-leaning of the Democrats, uh, further to the left than Elizabeth Warren. Uh, and let's just remind people some of his some of the things he supports. Um, Medicare for all, a single-payer government health care plan, completely eliminate private insurance and move 160 or 170 million Americans out of private insurance into this government plan, Um, free college for everybody, massively higher taxation on the wealthy and possibly a lower threshold for um, who counts as wealthy than some people might be comfortable with. for as far as taxes go. Uh, and also the Green New Deal, which is yet another massive government program. Um, and you add this all up and the cost of these things would be trillions of dollars per year. I mean, you know, the federal government now, I think, spends about $4 trillion per year. Bernie Sanders would more, for sure, would more than double the amount of federal spending. And so the, where's the money going to come from? It's going to come from higher taxes. So, um, uh, and, you know, he calls himself a democratic socialist. And for sure, President Trump is going to say, if, if Bernie Sanders is a nominee, um, you want me or do you want a socialist? He's going to call everything Bernie Sanders does socialism. And to my mind, it, that will work. I think um, Bernie Sanders does not have a chance against President Trump, but um, we do need to acknowledge there are some polls on this. So, uh, various polling places do ask voters, um, wh- who would you who would you choose President Trump versus fill in the blank Democrat? So when you say um, so when you say would you choose Trump over Biden? Uh, let's put Trump up against Joe Biden. Joe Biden wins by five point four percentage points. And then in these polls, when you when you put Trump up against Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, according to polls, is three point seven points ahead of Donald Trump. So Bernie Sanders supporters say, look, there are polls showing that he uh, could beat Donald Trump. 
to my mind, um, a theoretical poll before he's even the nominee and a lot of voters haven't really thought about it just doesn't carry that much weight. And I think uh, Bernie Sanders would have an extraordinarily difficult time beating Trump, perhaps impossible. When it comes down to primary day, I know there are some polls out there that suggest that uh, voters would vote for whoever the nominee is, not ne- even if that person was not their nominee. Right. But but things change when you look at the voters for for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, honestly, they sound kind of nasty and petty, Bernie Sanders supporters. I'm I know I'm going to get hate mail for this, but bring it. That's okay, and we'll let you have your say. Uh, so there's a poll by Emerson College and. Um, This is from January. Again, anybody can look this up, Emerson College poll. So they asked, um, first of all, which Democrat do you support? And then if if the Democrat you support doesn't win the nomination, will you support whoever does win the nomination? So – uh, for Joe Biden, for example, 80% of his support, 87% of his supporters say, yes, I will support whoever ends up being the nominee. Um, uh, Bernie Sanders, only 53% of his supporters say, yes, I will support the nominee. So it's like if I don't win the game, I'm taking my ball and going mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are not actually traditional Democrats. Um, they're uh, about when so Bernie Sanders, of course, ran for president in 2016. He lost that nomination to Hillary Clinton, as we know. And nearly 10 percent of the people who supported Bernie Sanders in the primary election actually voted for Donald Trump. Um, so there is some crossover between Trump people who – at least back then, people mm. who supported Trump and who supported Sanders. And if you think about it, it kind of makes sense because their, their, their message to both was blow the whole thing up. Right. You know, they offered Trump, a, a truly Trump, different option. Trump wanted to use dynamite and Bernie Sanders you know, wanted to use a, uh, a, a missile. But they both basically said Let's, we need to blow everything up in Washington and start but over. But you wouldn't call Trump a socialist when he was running back in 2016. So it's interesting that Bernie Sanders being so to the left that his voters would actually jump ship and jump parties and go over to Trump. It, I, I mean, it is. Um, but these are, I think, the sort of common uh, ground is that these are these these are people who just think the current system is totally right. broken and is not working for them, and they don't care if the system gets blown up. I think that is a uh, a theme among Trump supporters for sure. They they feel the system's not working for them, and they don't care if. You know, all the traditional ways of doing things, Trump just tears them down one after the other because I don't think they're working. And I, and some Bernie Sanders supporters feel that way. Again, these are polls. How would people actually um, – how will this actually play out in, you know, when you have real elections with real people, uh, when, you know, if Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump have to debate each other and so forth. But this is just a night. This is the nightmare scenario that is the reason Mike Bloomberg got into the race. Um, it is, uh, I think, a lot of de- sort of establishment Democrats are trying to figure out how can we, what can we do to undermine Bernie Sanders, no, but they can't, no. they can't undermine Bernie you're, Sanders. You're making me think of the 2016 election uh, right. when Sanders was gaining traction on Hillary Clinton, and many in his camp said that the DNC stole the election from from Sanders, and that maybe some underhanded stuff went on. Right. Um, so that it, it's not clear that that actually happened, but it is clear that in 2016, I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton was the Democratic Party. I mean, the, or the Clinton machine, if Clinton you prefer. Machine, yeah. um, I mean, they sort of and it does seem pretty clear they had 
uh, more influence than they than they probably should have on the Democratic National Committee. And I guess it's I, I'm not sure there's any evidence that this actually hurt Bernie Sanders in any way, but I, it is possible. And there were some allegations that uh, in some of the primary elections, the DNC sort of put put fingers on the scales and did some things perhaps to keep some Sanders voters from voting or to somehow minimize the Sanders vote. I, again, I don't know if that's true or not. But Sanders um, supporters felt aggrieved. And uh, there, there surely was some evidence in the e- some of the emails that came out that the DNC did favor uh, at least, you know, the people who ran the DNC were mainly Clinton people. And uh, so that in that regard, at least there was a preference at the DNC for Clinton over Sanders. Um, and by the way, I mean, there are some Democrats who say Bernie Sanders isn't even a Democrat. I mean, he technically he's an independent. I mean, so right. in Congress, um, his he lists his affiliation as independent, uh, although he does vote with Democrats for the most part. Um, so he's part of the Democratic uh, coalition in the Senate. And of course, he's running as a Democrat, but he calls himself a Democratic Socialist. I mean, there is no Democratic Socialist Party. So, um, you know, what he is, is he's, he's an iconoclast and he's an interloper. And he pisses a lot of people off the same way he gets a lot of people fired would up. Would it have helped the Democrats had he run as an independent? Would that is would that be the Democrat the oh, Democratic sure. Party's wish? Absolutely, right. that would be the party's wish. But he has, you know, filed the paperwork and played by the rules oh, to run as now. a Democrat. Yeah. which which of course means that uh, I mean he's a major party candidate. He participates in the Democratic debates and all the other visibility that being a Democrat gets for you. And um, he is a phenomenon that nobody knows what to do with. Well, so about, I mean, just I just want to close yeah. out this point. Sorry to interrupt. But um, so if the the problem for Democrats is if there's any hint or any belief that the party kneecaps Bernie Sanders just to get him out of the way. I mean, the Bernie Sanders uh, wing will revolt and the Democrats need some of those votes. So we talked about the, the 10 percent or so of Bernie Sanders supporters who uh, who Swung voted for Trump. Trump. Yeah. That's a lot of votes. It is. Um, so, I mean, the election in 2016 swung on far fewer than yeah, 10, you make you know, 10 percent. But 10 percent sure. of, um, you know, getting 10 percent of any coalition could be the margin of difference, right. margin of victory or defeat in, you know, the swing states that are going to be close and are going to decide the election. Anyway, now, now Pete you, Buttigieg, um, he is the, I guess, I guess of all those left standing, is he the most centrist to you? And, and has he peaked too soon here? Well, you're saying that um, Bernie has offed Biden and <laughs> oh. offed Warren. Oh, goodness. I'm not sure. I think <laughs> Joe Biden is still, I mean, if we, if, uh, if this were a better doll, I might like put him down on one knee. If, uh-huh. if the knees actually, move. But, bend, I, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put Joe Biden fully on his back and. I think Elizabeth Warren is probably closer. Her campaign is probably closer to dead. So um, Biden is, you know, it's still the case that Biden does much, much better with black and minority voters. Um, And of course, the early voting states uh, are pretty short. I mean, they don't look like America. They're overwhelmingly white states. Uh, Nevada and South Carolina are different. Um, But um, so Pete Buttigieg is doing well in the early states, but I think he remains... Excuse me. I think he remains a uh, an underdog because uh, it's not clear that he'll do nearly as well in, for example, the Super Tuesday states. That's uh, I think that's 14 states. If I'm getting a number wrong, excuse me. It's either it's 12 or 14 states on uh, Super Tuesday, which is March 3rd. Um, 
And by the way, that's when we're really going to know the direction of this race. But um, he has done great in the, uh, you know, in the first couple of states. Um, he obvious, uh, I mean, he essentially won Iowa. I mean, it was basic, it was kind of a tie, but, um, you know, give him the nod. I think he won by a tenth of a, of right. a point. The slimmest I, of I, although margins. I don't even understand how they count votes in Iowa. Nobody does. Uh, it's voodoo math. And, well, it took them a week to get us the yeah, results. Um, could, the, could we just, uh, how, Iowa needs to go away. Can we get Iowa out of the way? I, I, I think next, after next this time year, around, you would have to think they have to change the way they man, do things. There, at a but, minimum, change that. But that, you, you, you uh, mentioned earlier this system. is a nightmare scenario that Sanders is so far ahead. It, it's also a nightmare scenario for Wall Street for Democrats. because for Democrats. for Democrats, it's a it's a it's a dream come true for Trump. Trump. Yeah. I mean, we know we know where Trump stands on this. He's been trying to smear Biden all along. He's actually still trying to smear Biden with you know by planting rumors that the the Justice Department might be doing an investigation. But you know that's frankly disgusting. I mean, Trump is using the machinery of government to continue to smear Joe Biden. Um, but he's kind of getting his way probably without any of that. So, I mean, Trump wants to run against Sanders. You can just t- you can tell from his tweets, you can tell from the reporting inside the campaign. That is a dream matchup for Republicans. And would that be a dream matchup for investors? Because perhaps they would because we've talked to a lot of market strategists and economists who say, oh, a, a Sanders win would mean a big sell off for the stock market. And could this actually the work in their in, in investors way because a Sanders-Trump ticket, well, not ticket, but if Trump, if Sanders were to go Race, against yeah. Trump, yeah, yeah, that he would he would be defeated. Yeah, there, it, there are a couple of ways of thinking about this, which seem diametrically opposed to each other. So the traditional, the straightforward way of thinking about it is Bernie Sanders pr- uh, proposes so much taxation and so much additional regulation that um, stocks will lose across the board. Um, and then the and then you have to start looking at the industries that would be most affected. Healthcare, for sure. I mean, if the guy wants to eliminate private insurance, that's a whole industry that he wants to get rid of. Um, fracking, he wants to ban fracking. Um, so very bad for energy industries. The, the new regulation that would come on the energy and auto industries under the mm-hmm. Green New Deal is frightening. Um, but on the other hand, um, you, you might say that Bernie Sanders is so outlandish, he'll never beat Trump. And, and that's good for markets because Trump is uh, basically deregulate everything. He wants to do more tax cuts, more deficit spending. Great for the market today. Who knows about tomorrow? But um, so you have to decide if Bernie Sanders' um, surge here uh, means there's a good chance he actually could become the president or it means the odds are receding that a Democrat could uh, take the White House. I know you spoke with the governor of Rhode Island recently, who is a Democrat, uh-huh. <laughs> and she had some choice words for for, for Bernie Sanders. Uh, I asked her. Uh, this is Gina Raimondo, who's the Democrat Democratic Republic, uh, governor of Rhode Island. I asked her, um, "How concerned are you ab- about a Bernie Sanders candidacy?" And she says, "She said that bothered. I think about it every <laughs> single day." And I asked her to elaborate, and she basically said, uh, "You know," she said. She previewed what the Trump campaign against Bernie Sanders would be. You know, we can't. Uh, you know, capitalism is not working for everybody. Let's acknowledge that. But uh, Bernie Sanders, um, you know, sort of socialized approach um, would be way worse than what we have now um, because it would just reduce growth. Um, and let's talk about. Uh, you know, I, I have had. You know, I by the way, I get into. I have written bef- about Bernie Sanders, and I've generally been critical because um, I, I think his plans are basically fantastical. Uh, there's there's no chance that he could enact any of the things he that he could get through Congress any of, any of the big plans he proposes. So you know there's this argument even why, with a Democratic Congress just even let's with a Democratic a Congress right. there is 
Um, zero chance. I mean, it's zero that in ten within ten years we will ever see Medicare for all. There, even if uh, I mean. You know, there's a centrist wing of the Democratic Party, and in the Senate, for example, you could actually say that the centrist wing predominates, uh, and they're only—they're not even half of the Senate yet. So, if you, you know, how many um, left-leaning, what they, you know, so-called progressive. Uh, by the way, I don't like that word uh, because if you're not progressive, what are you? Regressive? <laughs> I mean, how do you say? It begs what, the question. Anyway, um, but the left, more left-leaning uh, legislators in the Senate, you—you um, you could maybe get. I don't know, 25 votes for something like that. Um, yeah, I don't think you could get close to 50. And um, by the way, I think um, if Well, then if let me ask were, you this. If he became president, would he just be a lame duck president? I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't get anything through Congress. That, that's, that's a great question. And the, you know, I've had discussions bordering on arguments with people who um, either support Bernie Sanders or just kind of like his approach. I mean, he, by the way, he 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 is authentic. I mean, I will. He has. Be, you have he has, to give him that. You have to give him that. He has not twisted or contorted himself into some, uh, you know, new kind of candidate for the sake of running an election. And I, I don't mean, know of any running scandal regarding Bernie Sanders. Uh, there was there was some issue with uh, his wife, who was an educator in higher education. Mm -hmm. Some pro, some college she ran, I think, went out of business. Um, but I don't know the details of that. There's just there's really not. You're right. There's not much. Um, not the kind of dirt we even have on our president, our current president. No, there's no dirt on anybody that matches what we have on our current president. <laughs> Brick. <laughs> um, I mean, he Trump wins, uh, you know, 100 to one on that one. Um, uh, but, you know, so the argument is um, my my point of view, as a, I consider myself a pragmatic person and I'm interested in people who can actually get things done to make – to help to help people on the things they need help with. Healthcare costs are too high. high. Sending your kid to college, it costs too much. You know, these kinds of things. Too many people don't have the skills they need for this economy. Um, and people say, why just um, argue about incremental change when we really need um, sort of revolutionary change? My way of looking at that is, you know, the reason you um, pr pursue incremental change is that every incremental improvement you make helps somebody. That right. helps uh, helps real people in their real lives. That's how you measure it. And if you're just um, showing up at the gates to the kingdom, um, you know, like a barbarian saying right. saying uh, overthrow everything, um, you're gonna you're not gonna help anybody. You know, so um, what would you know the the sort of uh, I don't know if to, I I don't want to overuse the word irony here, but the um, a sort the sort of phenomenon of Bernie Sanders that he has never ha been in a position to pursue the things that he supports. I mean, he's never run anything. He's never been a mayor. Well, he was a mayor. I take that back. He was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont. Um, mm. But that was a long time ago. And honestly, I'll admit I don't know much about his record as mayor of Burlington. But, but for most of his political career, I mean, he's been a member of Congress, a representative, and then a senator in Congress. And he has for a long time uh, favored, uh, you know, these leftist approaches to problems. And not one, I can, I'm not aware of any plan of his that's ever been implemented, uh, you know, a major plan where uh, he's had to take account, uh, you know, be accountable for uh, the consequences of a plan. So and just to give you an idea why this really matters. Um, so uh, a think tank, uh, the Penn Wharton budget model, which is a good think tank uh, that uh, analyzes federal uh, policy proposals and tries to figure out their total, not just their budgetary costs, but their effect on the economy, found that if um, Medicare for all went into effect, it would lower GDP growth by 15% wow. um, by the year 2050. 
Now, a lot of people can say, roll their eyes and say, that's meaningless. It's a made-up number um, from 30 years into the future. Who cares? But th th why would you pursue anything that would lower GDP growth even by one point? Right, right. And, um, you know, lower GDP growth means millions fewer jobs. It means uh, tons of people, tons of families earning less than they would otherwise. Uh, it means fewer people getting ahead. And the Bernie Sanders supporters just say, we don't believe it. That's not – but but we, we've also never tried it. So there's no – I mean, you know, there's been socialism for sure in Yugoslavia and Eastern Europe and, you know, whatever the communist uh, Russian system was, mm -hmm. sort of communism, socialism. It's all failed. Uh, but, you know, the, the Sanders supporters say, oh, it would be different. Um, and they're, I guess they're willing to just roll the dice and um, – and uh, let's let's see what happens. Let's let's hope that the G that GDP growth doesn't go down. But the key to everybody ending up better off is faster growth and more people participating in that growth. The rise of Bernie Sanders is it good news for Michael Bloomberg? Is this the scenario yes. that Michael Bloomberg wanted? It is exactly the scenario I think Mike Bloomberg uh, foresaw when he decided to get into this race last November. So let's talk for a second about Joe Biden. I think you need to start getting a Mike Bloomberg doll. Somebody makes needs to make. Am I going to have to get in the business of manufacturing <laughs> I political think you dolls? Need a mold. I mean, where uh, <laughs> you know, people, if you have a Mike Bloomberg doll, I also want a Mayor Pete doll. Yeah. So if you there, have it out a crappy, there and you're watching this, please do let us know. Send us one. And so we'll, there's we'll a crappy Mayor them. Pete, like a stuffed doll, which doesn't look anything like him. It's uh, like this big circular face. I mean, he's like a skinny guy and they made the doll. I'm not even going to spend five bucks on it. OK, look, Joe Biden still looking natty. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, he's like <laughs> he's your pal. Um, Joe Biden is not quite dead, but um, he is just exciting nobody. And uh, because we've seen his he's story just before, not haven't we? I mean, on. talk about being, you, you say that Sanders hasn't been in a position to really get something done to implement his plans. Former VP Biden has. And he I has. think people may be saying, and what did he do for me? Uh, yes. And so um, Biden's got a couple of problems. First of all, he's not the only centrist. And Mayor Pete is all Mayor Pete is uh, Pete Buttigieg. He's not the mayor anymore, by the way. The, right. he, former, that job former. ended in January. Uh, he um, his policies are actually very similar to Biden's. I mean, you can you can cite differences here and there, but he's young and fresh and very energetic. I mean, it's like the guy's not sleeping. I mean, uh, he did you know one day he did all five network shows in, on Sunday morning in D.C. The full Ginsburg is what they call it. Mm -hmm. Going back to I think that goes back to Monica Lewinsky's lawyer in oh, late nice. '90s. He did all five. So. I, so so far, only two known people, as far as I know, have done all five uh, new shows in D.C. on Sunday morning. Then he goes back up to New Hampshire. He's everywhere. Um, Biden, not so vigorous. Um, you know what? Is the country ready for a gay president? I mean, I know we had our first know. black president, country. Obama. Th tell us, are you ready for a gay I president? I guess they're telling us when they go to the polls. I mean, and he in, in Iowa, which I well, mean, a uh, little surprising perhaps that Pete Buttigieg could actually come out on top in Iowa. Let's look at the um, Iowa results just for a second because they are – now that we finally have them – um, I think they literally walked every vote uh, down to Des Moines is why it took right. a week. People trekking all across Iowa, uh, you know, this, to get those votes yeah, down to Des Moines. Yeah, high technology at work there. I'm never, I'm never going to stop ripping on Iowa. That, that was, and, and that you, was, that was just massive incompetence. So uh, Pete Buttigieg got about 26 percent of the vote. So 26 um, percent of Democrats in Iowa are ready for a gay president. 
That's not 26% of all right. voters. Right, and we've talked about this in a prior podcast that Iowa does not necessarily reflect Not at all. It doesn't actually reflect the, US, the United but, States at all. Right. But if you – so if you look at – this is actually interesting. So if you look at the top five can, uh, candidates in Iowa, um, the two leftists, which is Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren – uh, so Bernie got 26 percent. Elizabeth Warren got 18. So that's f- about 44 percent combined. Not That's not half. Right. And the centrists, which are uh, Pete Buttigieg, oh, let's call them more moderate. Some people don't like centrist. They're not that centrist. Uh, so Pete Buttigieg, uh, Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar combined got well over 50 percent. So the um, moderates are still getting the majority vote, but there are too many moderates. I mean, that's the that's the Joe Biden. And how do problem. you differentiate yourself? So if Joe Biden um, had somehow been able to knock the other two out of the race early on, whether through fundraising or something um, or if they just were a little less compelling, um, then he'd be getting he might be beating Bernie Sanders. But we've got we still have basically five meaningful candidates. And we're not yet talking about Tom Steyer, who's been spending a lot of money in South Carolina and could get some votes there and hurt Joe Biden. Um, so the interesting um, position the Democratic Party is in is the centrists are still getting the majority of the votes, but there are too many of them. Right. So it's competing a against it's each a other. Vote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by we the are, way, I, I want to put in a plug for Amy Klobuchar. I think she has she had a great debate. I think in she New has Hampshire. been. Um, she's been very solid in the debates. Um, her. I. I think she would be a great. Um, nominee for the Democrats. There's it's all, seemingly she's too far behind. I don't think there's any chance she would win, but she seems to have a great combination of qualities. I like, you know, I'm a pragmatic. I'm an, I'm a registered independent, so I don't get to vote in the Democratic primary. New York, where I live, does not have an open um, primary. They have a closed primary, which they should change. Um, but um, hint, hint. I, I mean, I like the you know pragmatic people who have a good record um, and are talking about practical things that will help people. I hear you. I like that. Maybe you should run on that platform. Uh, I'm too cranky. See how, see how you do in cranky. the Iowa caucus. <laughs> All right. We are marching towards Super Tuesday, folks. Thanks so much for being with us on this Electionomics podcast. Be sure to follow me at Alexis TV News. And me at Rick J. Newman, Bernie Sanders. Bernie. And me at Rick J. Newman, Bernie Sanders, hero or villain? Tell us on Twitter. And find the Buttigieg and Bloomberg dolls and let us know where they are. All right. We'll see you next time. 